heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? He's our man with all the New Zealand racing news. Mick Gearan joins RSN's Racing Pulse. Always great to catch up with Mick Gearan. We've got a few issues to talk about. Uh, Not issues, but a few good talking points as far as Kiwis are concerned. Uh, Let's kick off with Imperatures. Mick, you're a good judge, uh, a good form assessor. Uh, Is it just put in, take out, sit back and watch her? Or could there be um, a few queries on Saturday for Imperatures? I think, Michael, over the shorter trips, not a lot needs to go wrong. But when they've been winning the way she's been winning and, you know, it's all the same combination, similar draws, all those sort of things, the field's not really much stronger. Um, it's damn hard to make a case to bet against her. I, I don't want to take a dollar forty-five, and I haven't backed her at all this campaign, but she seems to be in such a great vein of form. And one thing I've learned over the years is, is when those mares go somewhere and like it, like we've had both codes, mares go to Australia and they adapt and they get dappled up and they just seem happy. They can do freakish things, and she seems to be in that spot at the moment. And Look, I think if she wins this, it's a real justification for them not going to the Everest. And then obviously already we know I wish I wins not going for the champion sprint, and maybe it won't be a hell of a stronger one. It'll be bigger. So I think these are the push and shove races, but yeah, absolutely, she should be winning as much as we all know. We've all seen the same form from the same horses. She'll she'll garner a lot of New Zealand eyeballs. Um, the Cox Plate is a massive race in New Zealand, Michael, mm. far bigger than, say, the Caulfield Cup last week. There's a real emotional attachment in New Zealand to the Cox Plate, dating back to 1986 and Bone Crusher, Waverley Star and the Filbert, and then rolling through a whole bunch of horses since. Um, but so while people here will watch the Cox Plate, and they'll hope either J-Mac or McD or Chris Waller wins. Um, uh, or Mr. Brightside, of course, he's a New Zealand, former New Zealand horse. There'll be a lot of interest in Imperators, mm. and a very, very popular horse in New Zealand is Prowess. She's got a huge following in New Zealand. And for a lot of people, even though she's up against another popular horse in Mustang Valley, her and Imperators will be the story of Cox Plate Day, even more than the Cox Plate. A lot of New Zealanders will watch the Cox Plate and go, great, that was really cool, I really enjoyed it, but there will not be that same emotional attachment there are to those two mares. So really looking forward to seeing Prowess go around. And I think barrier one's not a bad thing for her. She hasn't been pushed often in her career, but she can actually leave the machine really quickly, like really quickly. And I think, not saying what Mark Zara will do, but obviously he's in great form. Um, I think he has the option to stay a lot handier than some people would probably think. And, yeah, she'll she'll be a lot, lot fitter horse than last time we saw her. So between her Mustang Valley and Imperatriz, um, it's an awfully big day for New Zealand racing. It because is. We've probably, we've probably only got, Michael, we've probably got 10 genuine Group 1 horses in New Zealand, like 10 proper you could send them to Australia Group 1 horses. And three of them, are racing in the space of a couple of hours and could potentially, no disrespect to Antino, but could potentially, or, or Tuvalu, um, they could potentially win both those races. Yeah. Do, do you think that Prowess second up can win on Saturday? 
I think they're a very good training establishment. I think they look after their horses well, and they're very good at getting the best out of this particular horse. They have not had a misstep with this horse. Jeez, I've trained her well. I know she came back from the spelling paddock. Uh, she actually grew a bit, and I don't think they thought she had furnished as much as they wanted. But she's actually enjoyed being back in work. She's actually got better looking the longer she's been in work, which is a sign of a good horse. And I, I, I just think she's got a lot of options, and barrier one is not an issue for me. And if, obviously, Zara's riding out of his mind at the moment. So, yeah, I, 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 can make a, I can't make a case to back Imperatures at $1.45. I just can't. It's too short. Mm. But I can make a case to maybe take a multi because it just seems like you're getting better value even though you're not. <laughs> um, before I um, touch on some news back home, give us your Cox Plate winner. I don't know. We have a race of the week thing in the Herald where we talk about we get in, go in next to the race of the week and we've, got, we've, had, we've had a stunning last 18 months. I think the return on investment by the middle of June was about 240%. We just had a freakish run. And this week it was the Cox Plate because once you have like these consistent winners all the time and it's, it's half a page in the paper, so it's a bloody big deal. You take it really seriously I reckon I spent four hours on the Cox Plate this week, Michael, and I've got absolutely no idea who's going to win. I've ended up with On Romantic Warrior because I've taken James at his word. It's obviously a bloody good horse, and obviously it's come on forward, but, Michael, I just don't know. I mean, if Mr. Brightside won, I wouldn't be surprised. If Gold Trip won, I wouldn't be surprised. Alligator Blood's the same. God, if Fan Girl came storming down, um, storming down the outside, that's just the sort of thing Perton would do to people. I just don't know enough about it to have an opinion, but I said the same thing about the Caulfield Cup last week and ended up on without a fight. So sometimes you just got to go with your gut instinct, Michael. Yeah, I, I think you wouldn't be surprised if any 10 of the 12 won uh, on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Celine Gaudry, you've got her over in New Zealand this weekend. Yes, we have. Um, apparently Ethan's coming across too, her partner, so oh, they're going to check out New Zealand for a couple of days. Um She's on the favourite, or the second favourite, but close enough to favourite, for a Group 2 at Pukekohe. When I spoke to Celine last week, she didn't know where Pukekohe was, which, let's be honest, a lot of people wouldn't. It's about half an hour south of Auckland, and it's the track they're using at the moment instead of Ellerslie. So she's got more or less a full book. There's one race, which is a minus. Well, it's an open class sprint, but there's only six horses in it. So she couldn't get uh, rides there, but she's on a horse called Luberon for Cambridge stud and those famous golden black checkers. And it's in the Group 2 soliloquy stakes. Now, Warren Kennedy, who's leading the New Zealand Premiership, who's a South African, and he's just on a crazy terror form at the moment. He usually rides the horse, but he's suspended. So Henry Plumtree from Cambridge stud got hold of Celine and her manager, and she's coming across, had a talk to her last week. Um, she was a bit surprised to find out the track was right-handed which all the racetracks in the Auckland region are, but it's a big, good track surface. Um, Luberon's a funny horse. She can get on the wrong leg and she can muck around, but she's actually better right-handed. So Celine's got a good book, and she did say to me, because it's so hard to get major rides during the carnival over there, that she might be interested in coming back for more Saturdays. The level of support she's got this weekend, Michael, I would say... She'll be very popular if she turns up any Saturdays over coming months. Um, and it's just the start because Ellerslie are close to reopening. I went and inspected the track there this week. It looks superb. 
They've got a five or $4.2 million race day on January the 27th and the Caracas Millions, and they are mm. targeting Australian riders. They would love to get Damien, obviously. They want to get J-Mac, and I'm pretty sure he'll be there, and they would love to get Jamie Carr. So they're going to go after these riders and say, hey, look, off carnival time, come to New Zealand. It's not every day you get to ride for $4.25 million. And Celine may be one of those people who, I'm not saying she'll be spending a lot of time in New Zealand, but they'll be wanting to get her because... As I said, she's basically yeah. unheard of over here, but she's got close to a full book this week and some proper chances, including a horse in race seven called Valare. It's my each-way chance for the week. Mm. Valare for race seven for, as I've now found out, she's called Celine the Machine when she gets to book a Koei on Saturday. Yeah, yeah Maddie Stewart's coined to Celine the Machine, so good luck with that. Um, we are out of time. I will chat to you next week. We'll look back on what will be a fantastic Cox Plate and we'll count down to Cup Week. Good on you, Mick. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the time, Michael. Mick Gearan joining us there. Time for the news.